The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Called the Ruru Deer. Long ago, in a kingdom of northeast India, there lived a remarkable creature called a Ruru Deer. He lived in the deepest forest of the kingdom in order to hide himself from human eyes. He was the most beautiful creature of the entire forest. His coat glistened as if it were pure gold and was dappled with dazzling spots of color that looked like rubies, sapphires, and emeralds. His large, bright blue eyes expressed warmth and kindness. His beautiful horns and hoofs looked as if they were polished marble. The Ruru deer knew that his beauty would make him irresistible to the greed of humans. He had learned all the tricks of humans with their snares and traps and nets. In his kindness, he also taught the other creatures of the forest how to avoid mankind's evil ploys. One day, after a strong rain, as he made his way through the forest, the Ruru deer heard some strange sounds coming from the river. He quickly made his way to the riverbank and saw a man being swept along by the swollen current. The man was screaming for help. Please, oh please, someone help me. I am about to go under. The deer was touched by the man's plight. He leapt into the water and swam against the raging current to the drowning man. Get on my back, he calmly said to the man, and I will take you to safety. The amazed man managed to pull himself on the spectacular creature's back, and the deer deftly swam to the river's edge. He took the exhausted man to a dry place and warmed him with the warmth of his own body. After the man rested and recuperated, the deer showed him the way to return to the city. The man was deeply touched by the great kindness of the deer and said, No one could have done me a greater service than you have. You have saved my life and shown me such benevolence. Is there anything I can do to repay you? Gratitude, said the deer, is a quality that should come naturally. But today it is called a great virtue. I am glad to see it in you. There is one thing you can do for me. You cannot relate a word to anyone about my existence. If humans hear that such a creature lives in these woods, they will not rest until they have captured me. If you wish it, I will certainly keep your existence a secret. It is a very small price for what you have done for me, said the man. In the city, there lived a queen 
who had dreams that often became reality. One night she dreamed of the Ruru deer. She saw it in all its glory, with its jewel-dappled golden hue. In her dream, the great deer was standing in the throne room of the palace, with the king and all his court listening to its teaching. She awoke in a state of blissful excitement. She went immediately to the king and told him of her wonderful dream. The king knew that the queen's dreams were very often true, and he sent out his huntsmen to seek the deer. He also issued a proclamation describing the deer and stating that anyone who helped to find it would be given a fine home and a large reward. The man who had been saved by the Ruru deer lived in the city and heard the proclamation over and over again. He was a poor man, and the temptation of wealth was very difficult for him to resist. He knew that he should not betray the deer, but he also knew that he could help his family in many ways with the reward. He struggled with his decision, but finally decided to go to the king and tell what he knew. The king was very excited by the news and asked the man to immediately take him to the area of the forest where the deer lived. They departed with a large troop of the king's soldiers and descended on the forest of the Ruru deer. The army formed a circle around the area, slowly drawing it tighter and tighter. The king and his guide made their way into a dark thicket, and there was the Ruru deer. The light struck him from above, and he glowed like magic. The deer knew he was surrounded and could not escape. The king drew an arrow and placed it in his bow. As he was to let the arrow fly, the deer said, Your majesty, please delay your arrow and first tell me, how did you come to find me here? The amazed king put down his bow and said that the man behind him his guide, had brought him to this place. The deer immediately recognized the man as the one he had saved from the river and said, An ungrateful man is better left in the river. The king was perplexed by this statement and asked the deer to explain. The deer told the king the story of how he had rescued the guide who hung his head in shame. At the conclusion of the story, the king turned to the man and asked, Is this true? Without lifting his head, the man said, Yes. The king lifted his bow and pointed at the man and said, There is only one punishment that would fit such deceit. 
and he prepared to loose the arrow. The Ruru deer then stepped between the man and the king. Please don't wound one who is already wounded. His greed has wounded him as it has wounded so many humans. Humans are attracted to wealth as moths are attracted to the flame. Please let him live to learn from his mistakes said the deer. The king was overwhelmed by the mercy the deer felt toward a person who had already returned his kindness with such contempt. I will grant him his life, said the king, and I will also grant you yours. You shall always be safe anywhere in my kingdom. I accept your generosity, great king, In return, is there anything I can do for you, asked the deer. Yes, said the king. If you would be so kind as to return to the court with me and teach my people about mercy as you have shown me today, it would be a great benefit to my people. And so the deer did travel to the court, and he taught in the throne room thus fulfilling the queen's dream. So we have time for a couple comments. What do you think? Who do you think was the Buddha in this story? That was easy. The deer's granting to the uh, to the man who gave him away the time to to be with um, what he's done, to be able to reflect on it, to um, be able to heal from his own wound. Um, the view that gives me of of the gift of time. Mm-hmm. Is, is what I, I guess I'm appreciating. Among other things, yes. it's a beautiful story. Yeah. Yes, thank you. To not just take his life and end it all, but give him the opportunity to live and learn from his mistakes. Yeah. 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 I wish prisons would do this more... <laughs> more kindly and, and, and efficiently to emphasize this is your time. Yeah. 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 I hadn't thought of it, but it's a great anti-death penalty story, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I feel, though, that um, by forgiving the man, I don't think the man will get rid of his greediness or, you know, his, um, he, his attitude may not change because he doesn't have a consequence. You know, he has to have yeah. a consequence. Well, there is a consequence, but it's very different from what we usually think of. What is the consequence? The consequence was that that even though he did this incredible betrayal, he was forgiven and was asked to come and teach. You mean the yes. man was asked to come? No, the, the deer was the asked deer to was, come. You're right, you're right. Yeah, but I the man was left alone for... Well, yeah, so the consequence for the man was <clears throat> that he was uh, allowed to live. And given the opportunity to learn from his mistakes... It's a very different consequence than, um, than we're used to. Mm-hmm. So often we think of punishment as the appropriate consequence. Right. Yeah. In this case, perhaps to experience the mercy, to actually be uh, allowed to live, might be more powerful. It's like Radical love, <laughs> you know, can yeah. be more powerful mm-hmm. than um, than hate or mm-hmm. anger. Or, mm-hmm. yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I I could feel anger. At the in, at a certain point in the story, where I knew that the deer was going to be betrayed, and looking at the whole story, it reminds me of how far I need to go in releasing blame and learning to forgive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Long, long way, <laughs> but I'm I'm going, and and. Um... For us, you know, at this time, important to remember that forgiveness is a process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't often have such dramatic um, examples, <laughs> but we we can, and we do learn to forgive over and over and over again. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I know this is a little strange, but uh, the role of the queen is something that kind of hits on my head, and I uh, don't know what to think about it. Yeah, I know. And it almost seems like some instruction to her would be of benefit at some point. Every time I read it, I'm struck at the end when the last sentence says, and thus the queen's dream was real. It's like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what to make of that. Behind you. Um, so I'm interested in your question about who is the Buddha. And I was thinking the Buddha could have been the deer or the Buddha could have been the man who betrayed the deer. Um, what's your thought about who the Buddha is? Generally in these stories, um, he's more like the deer who would be forgiving and, and, um, and not hold on and be one to instruct. I, I don't think he would be uh, put in the role of betraying somebody. But didn't he have to go through all the lives of learning? He did. Okay. He did. That's Sounds right. like if he was the deer, he'd learned it all. <laughs> so... <laughs> I was interested in the incongruity of the story. Um, the queen saw the deer in her dream teaching, and the king went out to kill it. And only with reasoning from the deer um, was the dream, you know, the queen's original intent fulfilled. Yeah. And then I also wondered how the deer was going to ever be protected after that mm-hmm. and um, whether or not its little hide and maybe stuffed head is on a wall someplace. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was upset because he got taken out of the woods because I yeah. live in La Honda and I, you know, if someone uh, told me I have to come live over here now and teach, you know, I mean, I think... Well, that's not very. That's not quite a reward, you know, for good behavior. That you have to leave your peacefulness in the woods. And and it's still more of humans' uh, yeah. arrogance and yeah. control. Yeah. And be with all the greedy humans. It's like, oh, yeah. thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about, you know, doing this because everybody comes up with different pieces. It's wonderful. Maybe maybe one more and then we probably should stop. Well, I was just thinking that is what the what the Buddha did uh, by way of accepting the teaching role. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, cuz he he could have had perfect peace and 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 he and chose, he went chose to help us um Humble earthlings. <laughs> he went into the forest to teach and, they, <laughs> and left the palace. Okay, well, thank you all. <laughs> yeah. And Nena will lead us on. <laughs>